Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the new year, everyone. I'm so happy to be with you. As we move into 2021, we are excited to share with you what God has been talking about with us. Now, to get really into this, we have to look at fruit trees. Now, I know, I know, this seems like a weird place to start, but just give me a little bit and this will all make sense. So, the way every single tree starts is a seed. And inside the seed is a plant embryo and a bunch of food stored up so that embryo can grow without needing anything on the outside. Now, a few things need to happen for the seed to move from just being a seed and entering into the germination stage. Uh, Now, all seeds need moisture, oxygen, and the right temperature to germinate, which, for those of you that are wondering, is just just another word for grow. Now, when the seed starts to grow, it'll spread out its own root system and then start pushing up to gather as much sunlight and oxygen as possible. At that point, it's called a sprout. From there, the plant will start to add stems and leaves, and essentially it will stabilize itself in the soil for something more to come which is called the budding phase. Now, this is the point where you can start to see flowers blooming on the tree. And when flowers start to grow, uh, it will depend on insects like bees and butterflies to transfer pollen from one flower to another and fertilize them. Now, once fertilized, these flowers will begin to turn into fruit. And inside the fruit are seeds that, if planted, can grow a new tree. Now, this process will happen year after year, season after season for the duration of the tree's life. So what does this have to do with the Kuo Church moving into 2021? Well, pretty much everything. You see, I followed a handful of churches over the years, and I've watched to see how pastors of those churches kick off each new year. What a lot of them do is enter into a time of prayer and figure out what God wants for their church. Sometimes these pastors get a phrase or a word or a picture of what the church is supposed to do. Well, over the last few months, I've been doing that exact thing. I've been praying, talking with God, and asking Him what He wants a Kuo church to be moving towards in 2021. And it hit me one day while I was talking with Him outside, working on the yard, which is, He always seems to talk to me then. Uh, God gave us a word for us to follow over the next year. And that word is fruitful. Now, we can see how this idea of the tree connects at Akuo. Last year, we started our church in the second week of July, which is crazy to think. It it somehow feels like it just happened last week and also feels like that happened like 10 years ago. Uh, Now, what happens is a lot of people will say when a new church is started that it was planted. So Akuo was planted in July. And we had churches like City Tribe, Bandera Road City Church, and Meta Church help us get some good soil and resources to get that little seed of ours going, that plant going. Since then, we've pulled off six months of services, six months of Zoom groups, and a handful of chances to link to our community, and one in-person time to worship together. And over the last six months, we've been building our relationships and developing our systems to help people get into community with Jesus and one another. We've been figuring out what it looks like to listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to our community. So far, everything has gone great. Over the last six months, we have seen slow and steady growth. So I would say we've moved past the stage of being a sprout. Now, we might not have like super deep roots right now, but there are roots. 
And we might not have a ton of leaves or branches, but there are leaves and there are branches. So we aren't sprouts anymore. We are moving into the budding stage. We're moving into the stage where we are going to start bearing fruit. And we need to start leaning into what it means to be fruitful. Now, if God shared this word with us moving into the new year, then we should go to his word to find out more about what being fruitful is all about. So I, I did a word study of the word fruit, and I found one of its first ever uses in the Bible happens in Genesis, which is the first book of the Bible. And it's actually used twice within two back-to-back -back verses in the middle of the story of how God created the world. So let's take a look at Genesis 1. There it says, Then God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish and the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So there are two very different ways that God talks about fruit in this situation. The first is speaking to Adam and Eve. Here, when he's talking about being fruitful, he's talking about them multiplying the size of their family. The second mention of fruit here in the Bible happens when God is talking to Adam and Eve about the fruit trees being their food. Now, as a church, I think it's important for us to grow in our numbers. And now, I'm not saying like everybody go out and have kids, uh, but the church growing in numbers is definitely a good thing. And multiplying our people by uh, bringing the new people from our neighborhood is definitely a good thing. Now, it's the second mention where God is talking about the fruit being given to them for food. I, I think uh, as we, we talk about fruit and being fruitful, uh, moving toward there is something we always need to keep in mind. All fruit... It all comes from God. That's what we need to keep in our mind, that all fruit comes from God. There isn't a piece of fruit that you earned or worked hard for. God gave it to you. Now, so think about it like this. Where do we get the seeds for fruit trees from? Really, from, for any plant. Well, we get them from the fruit the trees drop, from that original plant. We can't make a seed out of nothing. Even the folks working on all like the genetically modified plants still need a plant to start with. They can only modify the genes of an existing plant, not create one out of nothing. So when it comes to fruit, all we can do is receive it, eat it, grow more, share it. We can take care of it, feed it, give it lots of sun, and watch it flourish. Now when it comes to the fruit that God wants us to have in our lives, we can see all of this working in the first psalm. So let's jump into the first verses of the first psalm. There it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Now, the book of Psalms is part of the Old Testament, and at this point, they were led by laws that were decreed by God to Moses to give to the people of Israel. Essentially, these laws would do two things. Help people spiritually mature and better conform to the image of God. So this whole section that we just read is about avoiding the advice, company, and partnership with people that are doing the wrong things in this world. God says, get away from those people and turn to the law of the Lord. Turn to the word of God and meditate on it. If you can do that, it will be like you are a tree planted along a riverbank. 
and bearing fruit and your leaves never withering while you prosper in everything you do. Now, whenever I think about trees along a riverbank, I always think about uh, the bald cypress trees that you'll see along rivers in the Texas Hill Country. Uh, now, I mean, I know that they don't bear fruit, uh, but when I think of trees that have deep roots that are growing and being fed by a river, uh, those are the ones that I, I just love. And, and I love looking down a river and seeing those cypress trees just, just growing everywhere. I always look forward to making a camping trip with my family into the hill country to go and spend some time in the shade of these trees. Now guys, that's what we should strive to be. We should strive to be trees that dig our roots into the river of living water that comes from God's word. We need to be delighting in the Lord to dig these roots into the water. And that's exactly why we kick off our entire year with a series based around prayer. During this season can be a time that you develop your prayer game so you can move on to bearing fruit. Prayer is most effective when it isn't something we do every now and then, but when it's a lifestyle that we cultivate. Now there are three things that I want you to do to get better at or start doing when it comes to prayer. The first one is have a certain time. You see, Jesus, when he prayed, he got up early in the morning to spend time with his heavenly Father. Now what I want you to do for the next 21 days is make a daily appointment with God. Whether it's first thing in the morning, at lunch, in the evening, whatever. What matters is that you faithfully keep this appointment you have with God. Now, just so you know, it doesn't have to be like hours and hours that you spend in prayer. Just a time and an appointment that you make with God. The second part to develop or start when it comes to prayer is have a certain place. You see, Jesus, when he prayed, he had a very specific place he went to pray. He, having a designated place to pray helps us remove distractions and frees us to worship and pray out loud. So don't like walk into the middle of your office and start yelling out to God or anything like that uh, for a few reasons. One, it's distracting all of your coworkers. And two, you probably won't get much out of it because people are going to like ask you to leave. Uh, but find a spot that is somewhere that you can focus on God. That alone will help you get started with our third thing we need to get going to improve our prayer life. We need to have a certain plan. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he gave them a prayer outline. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Now you can use that as a guide in how you will pray. Uh, each day you might want to change something up too. Uh, you might want to include some worship music or get some Bible reading in addition to your prayer time or, or just get some quiet time where you're not talking, you just listen to God. It doesn't always have to look the same. It just helps when we have a plan for connecting regularly with God. You don't have to create a fancy, flowery, deep theological prayer to God every day. It can be as simple as just talking with Him about your day. God doesn't seek something formal from you. All He wants is you. You know, like, just like the Mariah Carey song we just got done listening to all Christmas season, all he wants is you. You know, that's, that's it. He just wants to spend time with you. Now, I'm, I'm going to start leading worship here soon, so don't worry about it. That, that voice is, is, was not doctored at all. Uh, now, for me, I have a lot of trouble clearing out all the things I have going on in a day. So when I pray, I like to start with a centering prayer that we did a few weeks back. It's basically a time where I clear my mind and just call on the Lord. I just say his name in my head a bunch of times and then start to listen to him or listen for him. 
if thoughts start to pop in my head uh, that I know have nothing to do with the conversation that I need to have with God and are more about like what time I have to put lunch in the oven or what am I going to eat for dinner. I guess I have a lot of food-based thoughts. But anyways, I just start calling out God's name. Uh, So the three things to work on are have a certain time, have a certain place, and have a certain plan. That's the first way we're going to be planting our roots into the river as a church. The second way we're going to take a step towards spiritual fruit is by fasting for the next 21 days. Now, spiritual fasting means setting aside activities as well as potentially giving up food and replacing these activities with exercise of prayer or worship. Now, there are a handful of different fasts that you can do. The first one is a total fast. That means no food or no water. Now, we're going to be doing this fast for the next 21 days, so I would suggest getting a thumbs up from some sort of physician that takes care of you before you jump into a full fast for the next 21 days. You can do a partial fast. Uh, While the complete fast abstains from all food for a time, a partial fast just stays away from certain foods or drinks for the 21 days we're talking about. There's a popular fast called the Daniel Fast. Now, this is based around the prophet Daniel and his diet when he was in captivity. That diet was he only ate fruit and veggies and drank water. So that's a potential uh, partial fast that you can do. The third is a media fast. These are the ones that can get tough for some people. This could be giving up social media, uh, television, streaming TV, movies, playing games, listening to podcasts, whatever it is, uh, media that you have in your life that you might need to give up. So we do these things as a way of humbling ourselves in front of God. We are saying we are giving something physical in front of us up so we can better connect with God spiritually. We are doing our best to plant our roots in the water and delight in the Lord. Now there are a few things in this season I don't want to see. I don't want you to fast from things that are easy for you to do. Like for me, I wouldn't fast from like painting art stuff because I don't ever paint. It's just not something I would do. So what I want you guys to do is fast from something that is going to hurt something that's going to be tough because we want to be dying to ourselves so we can put God out front in our lives. Now, the other thing I don't want you to do during this season is complain about how hard your fast is. First off, that is the worst. No one wants to hear about how tough these self-imposed restrictions are in your life. It's not going to change my life to hear about your fast. So please keep it to yourself. Now, the other reason you shouldn't be doing that, really the main reason we shouldn't complain about how tough our fast is, well, it's because Jesus said we shouldn't do that. Jesus said we've got to be better than that. So let's look at Matthew 6. There it says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth. That is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting, except your father, who knows what you do in private. And your father, who sees everything, will reward you. So when you are fasting, you've got to be on top of your game. Don't mope around or let your hair get all crazy. Well, not any crazier than it normally is. Well, we got to make sure that no one would be able to see that we're fasting. This is something that is between you and God. Fasting should be only between you and the Father. Now, the only people that should know about your fast are the ones that have to. 
So for me, my wife is the one who like normally cooks in our house and she does that for a few reasons. One, she loves to cook. And two, she's an amazing cook. Now, anyways, if I gave up a certain food, I would need to let her know because if she made a meal with that food in it and she put it in front of me and I didn't say anything and just like turned my nose up at it and just left it there, there would be problems. So if you need to share info with someone about your fast that needs to know about it, that's totally okay. Outside of that, do your best to keep this fast between you and God. So we are doing our best to delight in the Lord by praying and fasting. Now by doing these things, we will be doing our best to plant our roots into God's riverbank. Now in the Old Testament, it was all about following the laws of Moses to try and mature and conform to the image of God. Then Jesus came and everything is new. When Jesus laid his life down, to be a perfect sacrifice for all of our shortcomings, the whole universe changed. Now, I mean, we still wanted to be conformed to the image of God, but now we have a helper that Jesus left behind for us. And it's called the Holy Spirit, and that's gonna help us conform to the image of God, which is now Jesus. Now, once you believe in Jesus, you actually have a peace of God that lives within you, the Holy Spirit, right? We were just talking about that. Now, that spirit will help you in every facet of your life. Now, when you can lean into that spirit, which can be done through prayer and fasting, it can help you move in the right direction. So let's take a look at Galatians 5 to see how all this works. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So when we are delighting in the Lord, when we are spending time with the Holy Spirit, we can see what happens. We start to be guided by the Spirit. We start to conform our image to the one that brought us the Holy Spirit, Jesus. When we're led by the Holy Spirit in our lives, that is the best thing. This piece of scripture is similar to what we were reading in Psalm 1, right? Run away from the wicked nature of this world. In Psalm 1, they're talking about the evil that is found on the outside. Now this time, in Galatians, the Apostle Paul writes that the evil we are going to be fighting against to delight in the Lord and plant our roots in his riverbank, well, it's within us. It's in ourselves. Now we're going to have to go toe-to-toe with the sinful nature that is within us. No matter how good our intentions are, there is always something that is telling us to do the wrong thing or the easy thing. So it's up to us to follow the Holy Spirit, to do what we have to peel back our sinful nature, to get to the Holy Spirit. And the best ways that we can start to peel back the layers that are keeping us from being led by the Spirit are, guess what? Prayer and fasting. When we can connect to the Spirit and remove things in our lives, then we can see incredible growth in our lives. That's when we start to see the fruit. Now let's see what the fruit of the Spirit looks like here in Galatians 5. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So when we are delighting in the Lord, 
when we are living in the Spirit, when we are listening to the Spirit, which is God within us, we have the spiritual fruit that has grown in our lives. When you can connect to the Spirit, when you can listen to God, you will have joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control produced in your life. Who could use some more of that in their life right now? Who could use more love and joy and kindness and goodness to move into next year? Who could use some more peace, peace and patience and self-control to kick off 2021? Who could use more, more faithfulness right now with what the world being is, what the world is right now and the way that we're fighting through it? With there being so much hope on the horizon, but so many pits we could fall into along the way, don't you want to be someone that is able to be faithful to God and what he can do in your life? Guys, this is why it's so important for us to kick off our year like this. We have to be producing fruit for us to get through this next season. Not only that, we have to be producing fruit to help other people around us get through this season. We want to be well-fed by the fruit that is produced in our lives. But there is one thing we have to remember. The fruit doesn't come from us. Remember, we talked about this a little bit earlier. We don't create the seeds of the trees that bear fruit in this world. So it isn't something that we can brag on about ourselves. The fruit we receive comes from God and God alone. So if you are in a situation in your life that's bearing fruit, you should be thankful to God for giving it to you. There is a really easy way to look at this. If there is spiritual, spiritual fruit in your life, it isn't because of what you've done. It's because you're connected to God. It's because you're listening to God that you have spiritual fruit in your life. Now, this reasoning is bringing us to our big idea for today. If there's only one thing that you remember from today, let it be this. Listening to God leads to fruit. Listening to God leads to fruit. When we can listen to God, we can see amazing things happen. It can help us move on to loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. In the weeks to come, we will see how this fruit looks when applied to your life and to our community. We will look at fruit in the big picture across our church, but right now, I want your prayer and fasting to be moving towards something on a more you know, micro level, not necessarily the, the macro level across our community and our church. So each day, when you go into prayer, I want you to talk to God about the situations that you want to see his fruit grow. Maybe you want to see more love in your marriage. Maybe you want to see more joy in your family. Maybe you want to have some more peace in your life. Maybe when uh, you, you want to have some patience, some more patience when it comes to your career. Or, or maybe you want to have some more kindness and goodness and gentleness when it comes to your coworkers or your neighbors. Or maybe you want to have some more self-control in your life when it comes to something that has been holding you back for years. Maybe you want to have some more faithfulness in this season of uncertainness. Whatever it might be, I want you to make a list. You can put it in your phone, you can write it down on a piece of paper, you can paint it on a wall, whatever. Whatever it is, just make sure you can look at it and pray every single day about that list. Also, it doesn't have to just be one thing. It could be as many things as you want to pray for right now. Now, for some of us, 
the first step in having fruit grow in our lives is actually connecting yourself to God. For some of us, we need to just like plant that seed of faith within us. And to do that, it's so simple. All you have to do is simply declare that you believe in Jesus. That's it. You don't even have to like say to the world, it just could be between you and God. There are no religious hoops you have to jump through. You don't have to be a perfect person to come before Jesus and have him work in your life. Normally, it actually goes the other way. Getting Jesus gets your life together. It's what we've been talking about all day today. Once you connect to God, then the fruit starts to grow. It isn't about what you can and can't do. It's about who you are connected to. So if you want to allow Jesus to start bearing fruit in your life, I just want you to pray a very simple prayer with me today. Now, at this moment, I'm going to ask that everyone bows their head uh, to pray this prayer and pray along with it. Because here at Akuo, nobody ever prays alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want everybody bow their heads and just pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your sacrifice for, for me. I know I didn't deserve that, but I'm so grateful for it. Today, Jesus, I declare that I believe in you and I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so proud of you. The entire community here at Akuo is so proud of you and all of heaven is so proud of you. You just took the first step in your journey with Jesus and I want to encourage you during this time. Now, if you need anyone to talk to about what to do next, uh, just send us a direct message on social media or you can send me an email directly at uh, humby.cervera at akuo.church and we will help you get started on your next steps. Now, if you've been a believer in Jesus, for the last 20 seconds or the last 20 years and you want to see fruit in your life, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for everything. Thank you for every single blessing that I've ever received in my life. Jesus, today I ask you to let your fruit grow in my life. Jesus, please help me have more joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in my life. Let it be something that feeds me and helps me grow. Also, let it be something that can help others be encouraged in you. Jesus, show me all the situations you want me to be praying for over the next 21 days. Jesus, show me all the people you want me to be praying for over the next 21 days. Jesus, show me the things I need to be fasting from over the next 21 days to get a little closer to you. Jesus, be close to me during this time. Thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys. Next week, I'll be back to lead you in the message once again, and I'm so excited for it. We will continue our 21 days of prayer series, and it's going to be a time where we can look deeper into the spiritual fruit and what it can look like in our lives. Now, as always, if you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms or by going to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church, and contacting us. Or you can call us or text us at 210-901-8785.
And if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, or if you've missed any of the services we've done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also go and listen to our services uh, while you're in your car, on a run, or, or whatever it is you might be doing by downloading our audio podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. While you're there, please rate, review, and subscribe. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Okuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, I understand that if things are tough for you right now, that's maybe not necessarily the thing you can do. If that's you, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, please let us know. All you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, A-K-O-U-O.church, and send us an email or call us or text us at the number we just shared with you, 210-901-8785. Now, if you're willing and able to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, it's the first week of the year, and that means we will be having our first Zoom Bible study of the year this Wednesday. It's a time that we can get together to share what is happening in our lives and worship with the people that are here to cool. For all the links to the Zoom groups, all you have to do is go to any of our, our social media pages. Okay, guys, that's all that we have here today. It's a new year, and even though it's a new year, I want you to know I'm still going to be praying for all of you each and every day, all week long. So before we go, let me pray over you one last time. Jesus says, Everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV, and puts away their phone. I ask that you would be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them plant roots along your river. I pray that you would help them delight in you all day long. I pray that they would see amazing things happen in the people and the areas of their lives that they have asked you to bear fruit in. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Amen. Okay, guys, that's it. We'll see you in the rest of 2021. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.